Today's ADHD friend is Dorsey McFadden. She is one of my closest friends, actually, uh, not having met in real life. She has been a mentor, a friend, and a supporter every step of the way, and I've got to thank you for that. So, Dorsey, thank you for doing this so much. <laughs> you are so welcome. I'm so excited to do it. Awesome. So, three questions. Very yes. Can you pinpoint your biggest ADHD weakness? And that's a change from what I would normally. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ask. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Totally. Um, and it's not. It's not something that I knew was related to ADHD, and but it was like the biggest freaking revelation. And that's the emotional part. That's the emotional dysregulation, and that understanding that and how emotions are tied to motivation energy management, all of those things, they all came together. And that helped me to get my life to the next stage of where I wanted to be, because that emotional dysregulation was wreaking havoc on my life. I mean, it wasn't just like one time thing. It was like, you know, every month I could pretty much rely on being in tears in the closet at work, right? Those little things. It's like getting overly angry when I was driving around, angry at inanimate objects, which, <laughs> right? So adding <laughs> stories to them. <laughs> yeah. I totally you know. get that. I totally get that. <laughs> yes. And it, it felt like, you know, it felt like being out of control and I couldn't rely on myself. And that's never a fun feeling. No, no, that sucks when you're yeah. not reliable to yourself. <laughs> and yeah. That's another reason for the break I'm taking. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's so smart. Yeah. Just like you said, you know yourself and what you need. Right. Exactly. So you would say that your biggest ADHD weakness is the emotional dysregulation for you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very, very fair and very good answer. Uh, <laughs> the next question is Can you pinpoint your biggest ADHD strength? No. I can pinpoint my biggest human strength. Um, and tell you how ADHD adds to that, but okay, um, that, that, that's that's a great answer. I love. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> well, because because I got to tell you, you're going to get a little rant right here because we all talk about these traits being ADHD. But here's the thing: ADHD is the delayed development of the prefrontal cortex. Right. It is biological. Yeah. But it does impact the development of who we are. Yeah. However, you know, I'm going to say passion. But passion isn't exclusive to ADHD. However, my own experience has given me an incredible passion for what I do. And I think that the ADHD is how I connect to people. It is what I have chosen to make my life's mission to help people understand themselves. But it's not a specific thing that it gave me. That's very interesting. So I remember when I was talking to Dave one time on his marathon or whatnot, he asked me the question of, why do you believe ADHD to be a superpower? My answer to that, answer to that was, <laughs> I don't believe that ADHD itself is a superpower. I do believe that the person with it is a superhero if they can accept it. Yes. So you're basically saying, I think... Not, not in my words, but <laughs> in your own, that once you understand certain things about it, ADHD plays a role. 
Yes. And it's some advantages. It's not that ADHD is the advantage. It's that once you get to a certain point, ADHD can play a role in some good things. Perfect. I love it, Dorsey. Fuck yes. I'll also make it really, really simple. Like, if you know how a car works, you're going to be able to better use the car. Yeah. If you maintain the maintenance, you're going to better. If you know how the engine works, you're going to be able to better operate it. It's it's the same. Yes. I gain a shit ton every time you're around. Thank you. Every fucking time. Thank you. I I love it. I think that's one of those, I'm not going to say superpowers, but I think it's a gift, you know, and that finding that gift, it took so long. And for us, for people with ADHD, I think we sit there and measure ourselves against other people and we're just hurting ourselves because A, we don't know those people's real lives and then B, they have a different operating system. Right. Right. So it's a different program. We need to go at our own pace. That's it. Exactly. Which I think everyone in the world can take that advice, neurodivergent or not, go at your own. Right. Pace. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But it gets so hard with, you know, I mean, when you're wiring, when, so if you've got the car and you've got a special engine that needs special gas and you don't use special gas, we, it's not going to perform well. And eventually that's going to hurt it. Right. So uh, along with all the strategies and knowing myself, that medication I mean, just makes a whole package for me. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. I love the car analogy and I have a similar analogy with cars is I feel like most people have the, like the engines of a Honda, uh, mm. their brains are a Honda, right? It always starts. It always keeps going. Mm. I mean, you could, I mean, like basically there's no, no more reliable vehicle than a Honda. Like, let's be honest. And ours is more yeah. of a, Ferra- a Ferrari where, yeah. but Ferraris break a lot and it With takes bicycle brakes. It... <laughs> that's what, that's it's... what a lot of the professionals say. You have a Ferrari engine and bicycle brakes well right but it's also like when it breaks it takes so long to get the parts for a ferrari i mean it takes a month you can't just go to a ferrari dealership in town and get so it takes so long to get those parts in but that's an excellent analogy too with the medication shortage (laughs) right i know jesus i cannot i i feel so bad for people that are going through that right now because i i just can't it's ruining lives. It is. Um, but the problem is that the the government didn't change the amount that manufacturers could make of it. So we're going to oh, run into shit. the same problem every... It's, and that's what has happened in the past. It's yeah. only been nationally noticed because, because it really affected a ton of people because of increase in diagnoses. Right. But... It happens every year. Lobal Spark has started a fundraising effort for Crisis Text Line. We have a goal of $19 per episode as $19 supports one person in their time of absolute crisis with their mental health. If you would like to donate through our fundraiser titled Lauren's Infinity, the link is listed in the episode's description. Lauren was my wife's best friend and loved by all who came into contact with her. Back to the car, you know, Ferrari yeah. analogy is once those parts come in and it gets not fixed, but back on the road, it blows past the Honda because it's faster, but then it's going to yeah. break again. And then you're yeah. going to have to have the time to get this. So it's more of a, 
stop and go than a consistent thing. At your own pace. Yeah. Right. And, and what, sometimes we're going to go backwards too. Right. right. <laughs> sometimes we'll get up the hill and then we'll, <laughs> we'll slide backwards. And we go backwards fast sometimes, yeah. like really fast. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing we need to remember is progress isn't linear. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent agree with that. That is a yeah. great statement. Last question. That leads perfectly into the last question, which is, can you pinpoint a time in your life where you had to be the most resilient? And did you yeah. choose to be resilient or did it just happen? Definitely it a- just happened. Okay. I had to be the most resilient when I was trying to be what other people, what I thought other people wanted me to be. Right. So when I was trying to keep my high mask up and play the game and be seen as normal and do the typical life route thing, that is when I had to be most resilient because it was so hard. Right. So it, it was, you had to be, it, it, you didn't choose. And it's, it's interesting that I think the two kind of coincide because resilience is something that I feel a lot of people with ADHD have, but I don't think they have a choice to be. No, I, adversity breeds resilience. Right. You're right. But you have to remember that ADHD and, and this there's, there'll be more coming out. ADHD brains are more likely to have trauma, right? Right. Trauma makes ADHD worse. And that adversity is doing damage, but we can lift ourselves up. The question is, do we ever go back and heal that and find our natural authentic selves? Or do we just keep chugging along some people will keep chugging along and the person they become is what they were meant to be. And they're very happy. I needed to go back to find my authentic self. So that adversity, it did make me stronger and it absolutely contributed to where I am today, but being self-compassionate and letting myself say, wait, I need to heal from the past. That's, that was also a kind of resilience, right? That's a, that's a big resilience <laughs> to, to yeah, heal from the like, past. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it, resilience started to look different, I guess, is what I, what I'm saying. It right. wasn't just fake it till you make it or put the mask right. on. It became, let's try to take the mask off. Let's try to be real. Right. And that's, but see, and then again, that's a, a choice though it is let's try to so that's where i'm confused yeah. about it is because the most resilient thing i will have ever done in my life is when i step away from this and I, i'm dead serious because i i don't think i've ever taken a break in my whole life and Isn't i mean that just self-care and i mean that from well it is but to me i have to frame it as resilience so my brain gets pumped up about doing it yeah Except and, if you get into like definitions and stuff, resilience isn't an action. Well, it's, well, yeah, it is. I mean, it, I mean, it's not a specific action, but it's getting up when you're low. It's a quality. 
It's a, okay. So definitions, quality. Okay. Resilience is a quality for everyone. Resilience is a quality. <laughs> Dorsey knows her shit. She's educated. Listen to her. <laughs> well, no, it's just interesting because I, I actually just had this talk about somebody who was like, um, I, they called hyperactivity and impulsivity, impulsivity conditions. And I said, they're not conditions. Right. They're states. Yeah. That's and a good point. That's a really good point. We tend to get stuck on the definitions, but words really matter. <laughs> they do, which is I need mass improvement of. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, no I mean, you I, don't. You're great. <laughs> as you as you know that this resilience season started because my mom, and yes, you know, saying that ADHD people are forced into an environment not of their choosing. Resilience Who becomes is? ingrained in them. It's true, and that and you know, I'll tell you another you know, thing is another interesting question is the fact that our brain is designed not to, to be able to move on quickly, does, does that make us more resilient? I think it does. I think it does. I would agree with that. Our attention span, right? But that, that doesn't mean we still don't have the damage, but we can keep moving. That's the, that's exactly on the front. It looks like, wow, this is a great quality because all of a sudden it's okay. I did this, but now it's in the back of my mind. I don't have yeah. to deal with that next, 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 but yeah, you do. Maybe not <laughs> at can, some point. We have to keep moving. Right. Because if we yeah. stop, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, if we stop, then depression. Right. Exactly. So the but argument, if, go ahead. If we find a way to move forward, not maybe in the same way, but like move forward inside ourselves in personal development, that is where I think that we can hit on a whole new level. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I think, so f- for me speaking about this is, what I'm trying to do is pump myself up to sleep. Love it. And that, that literally is the way that my brain is. It's like, this has got to be epic that you're sleeping. Mm. It's got to be so epic. <laughs> like for my personality, it's got to be the greatest thing ever. And mm-hmm. That's what I'm tricking myself into doing by mm-hmm. following my same strategy that I've always used. Right now, I'm at knowledge. I am at K. Speed, mm-hmm. passion, attitude, reliability, knowledge, spark. I'm at K. K is when you step away, reflect, get some rest. Mm-hmm. And then once you're ready, you go back fast. God, I'm so sorry for interrupting this, but it's important because these people are important to me. I want to recognize the biggest supporters of this podcast because, again, it does not exist without you. No chance. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you individually. Thank you, Terry Shubilla. Thank you, Leo Guinan. Thank you, Kirk Hofstrom. Thank you, Casey Elliott. Thank you, Sarah Delano. Thank you, Justin Allingham. Thank you, Blushing Crafter. Thank you, Jamie Young. And thank you, Beth Jones. I absolutely love all of you. Not just because of your support, but because I actually do love you as people. Forgive me. (laughs) Where does the self-love fit in? Because what you're doing is being kind to yourself in, in taking a break. Right. That, exactly. It's knowledge. <laughs> That's where yeah. the self-love comes in. 
it's it's the wisdom that you have seen over and over again. You've seen this cycle. Right. And now you want to do things differently because you have something that you want to go further. Right. So it, you're going to actually be serious and give yourself compassion. Yeah. And that's it. And I've had to do that with my day job and all that kind of stuff. Uh, also, I mean, it's uh, again, not many ADHD people have the same career for 20 years. <laughs> so it, it's, I know that it works because it's been proven. And that's not in, a bad thing, right? Right. No, no, not at all. I'm yeah. very, very proud of that actually. But it's because it, I follow this daily and knowing, and now I have to follow it with this. I don't want to take a break. I hate breaks. Mm. I, I, you know, but it's so necessary for me right now. And yeah. knowing that is how I'm the most resilient. It, it occurs it, to me what we're talking about is taking a pause, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, which is not a natural thing with ADHD. We don't have that muscle. But right. like any muscle in our body, we can build it up. And you're you're working on toning that ability so that you can see things more clearly. Exactly. And when stuff started to get blurred together and, and all of that, it was like, okay, this is, you, you, you should not. It was not, just too heavy. Yeah. Well, it was too heavy. It was the last person I spoke with. Uh, it was such an a, incredibly dramatic conversation. I mean, it was three days before we spoke her, one of her friends got murdered and then it was, <gasps> yeah. And then it was, but she still wanted to do the, 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 the recording. Wow. She still wanted to do it. I was like, we do not need to be. Is she in Virginia? No, she's in Canada. And so, oh. and then she goes into, she's tried to end her own <sighs> life seven times. And I walked in and I was like, sweetheart, I'm going to do the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm going to, speak to a few more people that I already know that I already trust like you and Dave and that, you know, those people and say, and then I'm taking some, some time here. And she goes, you want to know why that is? I said, why? She goes, well, not only do you hear this over and over, then you go back and edit it. So you are sitting there listening to these dramatic things over and over and over again. I was like, damn, you're a smart, smart woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a lot of energy expenditure. And it, yes, it you have a ton more than than most people. Let's just right. be honest. And that yeah. is kind of a gift. But that doesn't mean that you don't still feel that so intensely because that that impact that high emotion that's also an adhd trait right so it's kind of like this is helping my adhd and hurting it at the same time <laughs> so I've got, I've got a, which is big surprise um, so balance yeah that's that is what i'm attempting to do balance has always been a, a four-letter word to me but it uh <laughs> it, it's it's something where it's so I'm going to make it epic. I'm going to make it a game. I'm going to follow the same strategy and prove that I can do it because not a lot yeah. of people will think that I can do this. So now I'm out to prove that I can take a break. What does that mean to you? It would be joining the Friday group things that Leo is now going to run for a while when mm -hmm. I want and not trying to manage you know, did this person get enough time to talk or did this person? I'll join from my phone ah. on the fucking dock whenever the hell I want and leave whenever I want. Yeah. You know? And that's. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, it's not. So and, no executive and, and, function demands exactly, in this area. Exactly. And then, you know, and I'll go like if someone wanted to interview me, I'm fine with that. 
It's just mm. for me being the one that is having to manage it or what I just, I need a break from that. <laughs> yeah. And no, and I completely get that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm going to take the break, but Dorsey, Good. I'm going to ask you one more thing. If you could advise anyone out there with ADHD on how to take a break, is mm. there anything you can think of that would help with people like me that really find it hard to stop? Yeah. Some people have trouble starting. Others have trouble stopping. Yeah. And that's, I think, I think that the mental break part is so important. Stopping yourself from constantly moving around mentally. Right. We might still need to move physically some part of our bodies, but practicing mindfulness practicing watching where your mind goes and noticing it and then bringing it back to wherever it was that practice that builds that muscle that allows us to be more aware and that awareness then serves us in self-care because we'll start to notice that we need more that we need more water that we need more right vitamins that we're not happy. Right. Right. And and then we can make better decisions. That's perfect. You know, it yeah. just it has to happen because uh, if I keep trying to push like this, it's it's going to go away forever. And burnout. <laughs> right. well, but that that that's black that's black and white thinking though. That's cognitive it, trap. It, it's my way of I know my I know myself well enough to know that that would happen for me. Mhm. And so that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm not just completely just because I know, I know myself well enough to know that, like, if I were to continue to push this hard, there's a chance that it would, you know, it goes away. And yeah. I don't want I don't want it to go away because I enjoy it. <laughs> you know, how many times yeah. do we with ADHD go no, at I, stuff I so hard that we love, you know, and all of that? And it, this is hard. It's for true, me. but like, it still is a cognitive trap because you can't predict the future. Right. Right. I can't predict it, but I can do everything in my power, knowing myself to put myself in the best position later.